0: 121 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio.
1: And I am Janelle. Spring Break Janelle. That is.
0: <laughs> is that like your Bond, James Bond?
1: <laughs> yeah. Shake and not stirred. <laughs> uh,
0: um, <laughs> it's episode 121, and although probably no one listening to this will have any interest in this whatsoever but there's a band i really like from the late 90s early 2000s like underground christian punk scene called 121 Mm. and um i really like them and so i just had to throw out a shout out so if anyone's listening that has any idea what i'm talking about let me know
1: maybe we can make a tiktok with that song
0: stop trying to make tiktok happen
1: i'm trying to get phil to make a tiktok with me
0: (laughs) i haven't made a twitter yet how am i gonna tiktok (laughs) twitter yeah uh, barely <laughs> it's too much <laughs> too much i'm
1: just trying to keep us up to date
0: i think you should do that i'm not stopping you
1: but i need you to be a part of it to be a successful tiktok <sighs>
0: oh so much tiktok <laughs> talk has happened lately you guys like janelle's obsessed i don't even think you actually watch them though i do how often
1: mm.
0: how many of you actually watched
1: Probably like 10?
0: That's more like a... That's just Tick. That's not even TikTok. (laughs) That's just Tick. All right.
1: Well, I don't get TikTok, but I'm trying to stay up on the times.
0: With all your Snapchatters and your TikTokers.
1: Never got into Snapchat.
0: Well, it already went away. Because messages disappear on there, right? Yeah. I was was trying to make some sort of a... (laughs) A witty reference to that. <laughs> All right, well, enough. Uh, TikTok social media banter there. What are you guys TikTok ing about? <laughs> so it's just they dance to it.
1: I think it started as like people sing on it to like showcase their voices. Yeah, but they could do anything. But then they stopped and they changed it, and then they changed it into dancing. Now, like, celebrities post TikToks.
0: But how is it different from any of the other, like, how is it different from posting on Instagram songs or singing or dance or whatever?
1: I What's haven't different really about the platform? looked at the features.
0: I just feel like people have such short attention spans that something that's essentially the same thing pops up. And they're like, oh, this is a new hot thing. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It's not any different.
1: Yeah, and they're all linked together.
0: This is the same rant I went on when Facebook was taken over from MySpace. And I'm like, MySpace is better. It had better features at the time.
1: At the time. I mean,
0: now MySpace is a shell of what it was, obviously. But Facebook has never had that same... My- MySpace was great for bands. Because you could have a page for a band. Mm-hmm. And you'd have your media player up top. You could sell your songs through it. Facebook kind of has that, but it's, it's very obtuse. It's not as good. It's not built for it. Um, it's, you can make it happen, but it's not great. It's not the same thing. I used to find so many cool bands through MySpace. Oh, those were the days. Back
1: in my day! I used to
0: find a lot of good bands on bulletin boards uh, around town and the college campus. So, you know, (laughs) always nostalgic for the better days.
1: All right. All right, Phil. All right. right. Um, so, are you going to put our notes up? For yeah, I
0: feel like, I feel like we're just gonna you know <laughs> freestyle for a bit there. What what? <laughs> well, enough dwelling in the past. Let's look at the present with some news. And now the
1: news. All right, we would love it if you can rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or wherever you catch your pod. Dumb. <laughs> I told you I'm trying to stay up to date on the lingo.
0: Catch your pod. <laughs> Catch your pod, dude. Um, please, if you would like to let us know what's going on, if you would like to tell us your lingo, email us at show at gmail.com, as uh, some folks did this week. We'll be reading that in a little bit. You can also follow us on Instagram, of course. Look for Mandarian Orange Show twitter at mandarian orange and what i love is facebook page and group and we haven't got a myspace page so you're gonna have to just deal with that
1: what i know my myspace page is still there yeah there's Vecchio still a- seven
0: there's a pop box music one i got my webcomic has one there's a lot of great content that i've spent a lot of time on and it's just sitting there in a wasteland now <laughs> Well, that's our, uh, that type of news. Anything, uh, been going on lately this week?
1: Well, we've had a little, uh, pandemic going around.
0: Yeah. Guys, we want to address it. Obviously, everyone is, uh, well aware of what's going on. It's all
1: that's in your media feed Right. right now. So we don't want to spend too much time on it.
0: No, but acknowledging that that's what's going on and hopefully... Um, you know, you guys understand that we'll talk, we're going to talk some about how it affected us, uh, travel wise and other stuff like that, but we don't want to dwell on it. Not because, you know, just because you don't need it. There's plenty of information. It's saturated. It is. Saturated. And I think that one of the great ways to deal with stressful times, difficult times, different times, um, is to get your mind off of it for a little bit. Like find positive things to do. Um, activities to do, things to watch, things to create, you know, take a situation that could be otherwise negative and turn it into a positive.
1: And we promise some good content during this period. Yeah. We will give you some entertainment.
0: That is our goal. Um, and it's also entertaining for us to do um, because, you know, it's something we can do from home, which we is great. Have st-
1: and we have time we got to time. do it. So here we go. Well, that's not the only news, though, in these here parts.
0: Yes, Janelle Um, made a very exciting discovery here.
1: I don't know why I haven't looked at it, but um, our Universal Studios um, fat video, um, informational video.
0: Where we did all the fat checkers at Universal Studios.
1: Has like over 600 views, it's practically viral. I mean, I
0: think it practically <laughs> is,
1: and it had like a bunch of comments from like people that said we inspired them
0: or help them to like know when they're Where traveling.
1: No, like that's exactly what we wanted.
0: I know it's very cool. So, you responded to them all now. Right?
1: I responded to them all, but I think I responded to them from my personal YouTube account, but whatever. Oh, wow, well. I responded.
0: It's a shame now because obviously they're not going to be able to go for a little while because some of them were like, "Oh, oh we're going, I'm in, going May. in May," but then you hadn't responded to them since like you know when they wrote like a month or two ago. Yeah. So, but you know.
1: Now that I know back to normal. people are viewing it, I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll be a little better at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's
0: exciting. It doesn't come to my email because I would have seen it. Yeah. I, I check my email more obsessively than you do, I, <laughs> I think. I guess
1: so. I have so many emails with work and, ugh, it's too much.
0: <laughs> that's one email you listen.
1: No, but I have, like, two work emails. Yeah. I have, like, four or five personal emails. Then I have my travel blog email. Yeah. And then Mandarin Orange Show email, which I never check. I trust you to check it. I check it. that. Um, that's a lot of emails.
0: That's a lot, I guess. I have Mandarin Orange Show. I have Alex B. as my friend. I've got two different personal ones. I've got uh, some different band ones. Oh, yeah, my
1: my teacher blog one, too.
0: Well, that's true. And my baby
1: blog one. I have
0: my YouTube stuff. But see, a lot of my stuff I just funnel all into a Gmail account. So if I get a notification on my YouTube account, it just goes into my Gmail. Or if I get something on my eBay, it goes to my Gmail. It all just... Together. Maybe you
1: can help me set Probably that up. Probably should, right? Okay? Maybe well, we, we got can. time. Alright. So we'll do that. We're going to get so much done.
0: <laughs> this is what we've said. But, okay, as of this recording, well, we'll talk about our travel stuff. But we've actually been home in our house for a few days. And technically, it's still during our spring break time. when we should have been traveling somewhere anyway. Yeah,
1: so we don't have to get anything done. Because we weren't going to be here anyway. And we
0: haven't. Although, that's not totally fair. I've been doing laundry. You've been doing dishes. You know, we've kept up like the basic necessity type things.
1: We took out the trash.
0: Took out the trash. Wiped off the tables and the counter.
1: I put away the groceries.
0: I mean, look, look. This is really productive. And now we're recording. See? It's pretty great. So productive.
1: All right, well, let's move on.
0: Yes, well, we have uh, something that's exciting to us that's lifting our spirits right now. We got some listener mail.
1: You got
0: mail. All right, why don't you read our first listener mail, Janelle?
1: All right, we got an email here, so let's read it. Hi, Phil and Janelle. It's your loyal follower, Julie from Oklahoma. Hi, Julie. During the Christmas holidays and after I got behind in listening to your last few podcasts, but have been catching up. First of all, my prayers for Phil's dad and hope he is doing okay.
0: Thank you. Uh yeah, he's he's uh holding it together, obviously. Again, current situation is kind of impacting some of the treatments and stuff like that, which is not good. Um, but he's you know, generally feeling well and and seems like they're going to be getting like radiation going um close sooner rather than later but not exactly the schedule they had hoped for so um but he's been you know social distancing and staying healthy in that regard so um yeah yeah so thank you for that i appreciate um appreciate that because that's that has been a particular challenge as well yes it
1: has Um, I'm glad you were able to do the trip to the Disney parks in Florida this year before everything went crazy in the world with the coronavirus. I hope your family is staying safe and healthy. And sorry that all of this has affected your international travel plans. I was looking forward to hearing about your adventures. Someday, I'm sure it will all get back to normal. Um, this is a guarantee we are going to make up those trips.
0: Yes, it's still, it's still going to happen. And we do have some uh, travel stuff to talk to you about later on in this show. Yes. Different, but still. Still still good travel
1: I expect your next podcast will tell how you are coping there with the shutdown of everything. Including travel plans, no dining out, events and activities, or school. Luckily, Janelle is a teacher and can guide the homeschooling for your kids. I'm just guessing this is how life is for you right now.
0: That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll talk again. We'll, we'll, in we our have vacation a little bit. time, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and what it looks like now. Because we're still on spring break.
1: Yes. We haven't really dove into that yet. <laughs>
0: yes, but we will.
1: Uh, take care, you guys, and keep talking so I don't have to. Yeah.
0: That's our tagline from the end. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Julie. It's good to hear from you. We will. Um, we'll be talking more about it in our vacation segment later, since that's the appropriate place for that. But yeah, we're. We're, we're coping. We're hanging out. Yeah, and um, our kids are like you know. In paradise. They're in paradise.
1: <laughs> they really are. I just asked them how they were doing, and they're like, we're great.
0: <laughs> they know what's going on. And yeah. they're not, like, totally in the dark, but they're enjoying, uh, you know, just a family time. I mean, you know, and there's another silver lining. Like, obviously, you know, barring this outside circumstances, the opportunity we've had just to spend, like, a ton of time just with our family, just relaxing and being together is... You know, it's a, it's a silver lining. Again, that's I would great. not wish for the circumstances that brought it about. But no. But in those circumstances, that's some a positive that you, we can take away from yes. that. Yes. And speaking of positives, we got another letter this time from our friend Ben, who we are going to have on this show by hook or by crook. Yes. That's a modern phrase that I use there.
1: Ben, do you have time now?
0: I think we can get them on now. I think let's we got time. We can coordinate our schedules now. We've had a hard time. We are three hours apart, you know, yeah. time zone wise. So we've had a little bit of a struggle, I guess, lining it up there, but it shouldn't be too hard now. So, all right. But let's dive into his email. Should I read this one then?
1: Yes, you should.
0: All right. Uh, ben says, Hey, podcast pals. Enjoyed your last episode. Thanks. Was encouraged by your optimism about all that's going on, despite things like spoiled travel plans and talks of quarantine. And now it's...
1: It's full-on quarantine. This is a
0: few days ago. He wrote it. And as you know, things escalated very quickly. Yes. Uh, My wife and I are staying healthy out here so far. Fingers crossed. And we empathize with you and all the disruptions for planned travel. We had to cancel a trip to New York City for April where we were going to see a Broadway show starring Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, are they married?
1: They are married. They are married still? Yeah. Okay.
0: We're still on track for our Alaskan cruise in July, but it leaves out of Seattle, and I'm sure you're aware of the ongoing mm. virus situation up there. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns right now. Um, we're,
1: I, I can't even tell you how many travel deals I'm seeing. And Phil has to like talk me down, like, it's okay. Like, we shouldn't book anything. It's just too soon to tell. And I'm like, ah!
0: Let's get our refunds back from (laughs) our previous trips before we uh, get this. Yeah. Although that's going well. We'll address that in our travel thing as well. Um, All right, back to Ben. He says, Getting to your most recent podcast, I'm glad you showed one of your kids Return to Oz. Yeah. A classic movie from our childhood and filed under my parents didn't know how messed up kids' movies could be and showed it to us anyway. <laughs> Dorothy Gale. Oh, that's a hashtag. Yes. Hashtag Dorothy Gale. Yeah. The Wheelers gave me nightmares for weeks when I was a young lad. They just don't make movies like that anymore for kids. Not in today's world. Or at least not in America. <laughs> Let's see. What's the last movie that I feel like Fit in that realm. Oh gosh, I don't know. I have one in mind. Okay. But I can't think of what it was called. But it was the, the kid in King Arthur's court or something like that. Oh yeah. What was that? That's not what it was though. That's like an old Disney one. But the recent one where it was a kid like doing the King Arthur story. I
1: can't remember the name of it. They were like it.
0: battling. I, I, that one, I'm just going to say, was. I think a really excellent like kid movie, but like
1: it was intense. It was
0: intense, but it was you know obviously made for kids, and it was really really good. Oh gosh, what is that one called? The kid who would be king. That's what it was. That
1: yeah, was really good. That one is excellent. I it.
0: Um, there's others out there, you know, but it's it's definitely fewer and farther between. You get a lot of good animation stuff now, which is great, but um, that. That type of thing is just, it's lightning in a bottle. And there was so much of that in the mm-hmm. 80s. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Anyway, it's a great movie. Love it. If you're looking for a non-European getaway and driving distance with the family, might I recommend a place called Lone Pine, three hours north of you in California? We have stayed in Lone Pine yes, before. Yes, we have. Let's see what he says about it here.
1: We might have not done the things, he said.
0: I guarantee you it's a great place for both outdoor adventures and social distancing. I went there in 2016 and loved it. It sits right at the base of Mount Whitney. Back in the day, it was used for filming hundreds of old Western movies. More recently, movies like Gladiator and Django Unchained and Tremors and Iron Man were filmed there. I've got some pictures from my trip there on my Facebook photo album for for movie locations if you want a sneak preview. I seem to remember seeing Mm -hmm. some of those uh, from his trips there. Um, they got a really great Western Film History Museum located right in town. Now, we didn't hit that, but I remember seeing it. I remember
1: seeing it, yeah.
0: You'll feel like you step back in time. It's very quaint and unique and desolate. It's about 100 miles northwest of Death Valley to give you some more reference. But who knows, with all of your travels, you guys have most likely already been there. Well, yes, (laughs) we have. Um... He said, but if not, let me know and I'll give you some more detailed guidance. It's a great place for either day trips or camping. It will remind you a little bit of Joshua Tree, but it's still unique in its own. Okay, so let's talk real quick about Lone Pine. and the, That's the eastern side of the yeah. Sierra is there.
1: The White Mountains.
0: White Mountains on the, on the right? eastern side of that, which is like on the border between California and Nevada there. Um, first of all, my family, my dad in particular... Loves going backpacking. We have done countless backpacks in the Sierras throughout the years. You've come with me. Mm-hmm. We brought the kids up there. Um, so Lone Pine is a frequent jumping off point for those yeah. things. So have stayed in and around Lone Pine many, many times. Um, but most recently, tell them about our... was it, That was summer that we did that.
1: We did it in the summer.
0: Yeah, tell them about that. Because this was, this was a pretty epic trip.
1: So we stayed in... I don't know, in a little motel there, but it had, like, a kitchen and stuff.
0: Yeah, it was, like, little motel suites.
1: And Matt came with us, so there were five of us, and it was, like, big enough for all of us. But the the coolest part about Lone Pine, like, it blew my mind, is you just go up the White Mountains there, and there's the oldest trees in existence. Like, they're called...
0: Bristlecone, Pines. Bristlecone it's the ancient pine. Bristlecone pine. Forest. We're
1: talking like thousands of years old. Yeah, these trees.
0: The oldest one is the Methuselah tree.
1: You don't know where it is because they don't want people to mess with it. Right.
0: But we went up there in the grove. We did several hikes um, throughout different spots there. The craziest drive I think I've oh ever done gosh, in my life.
1: It was insane.
0: Because those roads up there, there's if you go up already just to get to the the ranger station kind of at the base of the park there. I think it's like a state park. I can't remember now for sure. I don't think it's it's a a national park. Park. I think it's a state park there. But there's a ranger station. And, you know, there's all kinds of displays. And there's trails that kind of trailheads that go out of the ranger station. So we did some of those hikes. But then if you want to go up to the very tippy top where the oldest bristlecone pine forests are. The same groves where the Methuselah tree is at. Um, you have to go on these like crazy, I I don't think they were paved even, maybe Mm. they were, but they were like so steep that you just kind of had to ride your brakes and even riding your brakes in first gear all the way down. Like I thought we were going to fly off the mountain. Yeah. It was terrifying. And on top of that, we probably at the time hadn't gotten our brakes done in a while. I mean, like, I don't think they were bad, but it wasn't like they were fresh either. It was the hairiest driving I've ever done in my life.
1: It was intense.
0: Plus, we had like five of us all crammed into the little car. So, we were weighing it down quite a bit. Got us a little more momentum, yeah. you know.
1: Because Matt met us there, but we only took one car yeah. up there.
0: But so. it was worth it. Like, how cool is oh, that trail up there? It's
1: amazing. And I've, it looks like a different planet, really. Like, it's very cool. I have
0: some cool pictures of it. On the uh, Church's Broken Facebook page that I put together that I've done very little with. yeah, It mostly just sits there. But if someone really wanted to go and look it up, you could find a couple pictures I'll of the bristlecone pine I'll post some pictures
1: there. from it in the, the Mandarin Orange Show group. You should so. do that right now. Because I won't if I don't do it I right.
0: Janelle's going to post that while I continue with Ben's letter. But anyway, a lot of great stuff up there. Again, so many, like, you know, trails that head up into the Sierras out of there. Mount Whitney, like you said, but there's others as well. And um, uh, the other one that we hit on the way up there was the uh, Fossil... What was that called? Fossil Falls, I think.
1: Fossil Falls. Which is... Was...
0: Incredible. So cool. It was, you know, uh, not all the way up to Lone Pine, but we hit it on the drive up there. And it was just this... These amazing rock formations out in the desert. And they kind of... You know, it looks like waves almost. It's kind of like, I'm forgetting the names of all kinds of things, but the 127 Hours, that like crazy formation that James Franco is climbing in, you know, but it's a real life thing. It kind of has that look where it's like carved like by wind and desert and stuff. Yeah. Um, It's different coloring and stuff like that, but similar types of formations. Just absolutely gorgeous. And it makes little caves you can climb through and stuff. Nobody got stuck and no one had to hack off any limbs though. So it was a, probably a more positive experience for us, I would say, as a whole. I never actually watched that movie. Um, never made it around to it. But I'm assuming that's what happens.
1: <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. All right. I'm posting.
0: Good. Post those bristlecone pine pics. Anyway, we absolutely love that part of the world. So that's a great recommendation. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then from there, we went on up to Mammoth and did other trips. We went up to Mono Lake and eventually all the way up to Yosemite, um, which is kind of a fun way to go up the back way there. So, yeah, that's a great recommendation. All right, let's see. Um, back to Ben. Back to your podcast, he says. Glad you guys had some fun Disney adventures, including all the Star Wars stuff. I can totally empathize with you about the crowds you experienced, even in the off season. I went to Disneyland back in January 2016 on a Tuesday and couldn't believe how crowded it was. Yeah, it was insane. Although, I mean, I think because we've done Walt Disney World and Disneyland so many times, we have the experience to know how to enjoy it in spite of crowds and to yeah. get on a lot of stuff and just, you know,
1: we know wasn't... how to take pictures so it doesn't look like there's crowds. <laughs>
0: well, that too. I'm just saying it wasn't a stressful time. It's just crazy how busy it was, but we like for me that's we can manage that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is it is nuts. Ben says, I don't know how often you went to Disneyland as a kid, but I can recall back in the late 80s going there, and during the weekdays, the parkway is com- comfortably empty, and you could walk on just about any ride. Those days are long gone, but I'm glad you guys still had fun. Um, even in our Biola days, because we both had passes at yeah. that time, like it was it was it quiet, was quiet during, during the week. Yeah. Um, and off-season.
1: And my own... Like, one time, I don't think we did it all the time, but one time my mom took me out of school to go, and it was I was like, but it's only open till 7 p.m. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was yeah. the best time. because <laughs> you get
0: on so much more stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He said, I know you guys both like the butterbeer, but if you had to choose, would you recommend green or blue milk? Definitely the blue.
1: Oh, blue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Green. I enjoyed trying the green, but I would not get it again. I would get the blue again. You probably wouldn't.
1: I would just get both. I mean.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm saying if I you have, had to choose. I
1: have a very picky taste palette.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the green was, it was odd. It was an odd flavor. <laughs> and I guess this is the thing. If it was like, oh, here, would you try these? I would say, yeah, but they're like eight bucks.
1: And people really like them with alcohol in them. Yeah, we did
0: not try did that, not so that. that could be a thing. But I don't that's know. That's
1: not really our thing, so. Um,
0: but, like, neither of the kids liked the green at all, and I was just okay with it. So, who knows? It might be your thing. But if if you have to get just one, get blue. <laughs> yes. Anyway, great podcast. Thanks for the good vibes. Hope you guys get to have some great travels this year, despite all that's going on. Well, thank you, Ben, for writing. Um, Again, if you guys would like to write, you could be like Julie and write us an email at Show at gmail.com. Or you could be like Ben and send us a message through our Facebook page at the Mandarian Orange Show. Um, And speaking of our travels, I think it's time for us to address vacation pants.
1: Put on your vacation pants. All right. So, update on the refunds. Um, I was, uh, working on getting that airfare back. Well, they did end up canceling our flight and I called them and they still said no. (laughs) And then they put me through to a supervisor and I basically, um, just told her the situation and she, uh, gave us a refund.
0: Yeah, that one took a lot of convincing, which boggles my mind, because, like, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, that but one they came had, through. like,
1: all these stipulations. Like, if you didn't get a refund, you had to book it by August, and, and it was like, like... We don't even know if
0: we're going to be able to go somewhere in we August. We don't
1: know, because I bought the tickets in August, so you only... Ha- I don't, it was too many stipulations, and there's so many unknowns, and it's like... I'm we're going to we're going to take a trip again but I don't know when. Yeah. And I have a very you know different schedule with work and it just was not.
0: But that one did work out. Yeah. We also got a few other refunds from some of our stuff. So,
1: I got a uh, Versailles
0: mm-hmm. refunded. Eiffel Tower.
1: The Eiffel Tower refunded um disneyland paris refunded only part of it but they said it comes in installments
0: so we should be getting more of that still
1: and then i just looked up the louvre and the louvre said it will take up to three months to get refunded so now the only thing that isn't accounted for is this like 21 one dollar cancellation fee that hot one. oh Airbnb Airbnb was the other difficult one that like kept hanging up on me. They
0: not like them hanging up. No but their no no, system it was, was just so their overloaded. system
1: was overloaded, and finally talked to somebody. It was actually super easy. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they just once took I way. once I talked to them, it was super easy, and they refunded everything. And then um you got so most now, of
0: Hotwire. But just that one fee. So
1: there's like a $21 fee. Like, nobody's answering. I spent an hour and a half on the phone today. And then I accidentally hung up. Like, on
0: hold. Yeah. I had a similar thing today where I was on hold for an hour. They finally gave me a callback number. And then I waited for another two hours, and then they called me back, and I answered the phone. And it said, this is your callback. If you are ready for your callback, press, press, press one. one. But you know how on your phone, like, when you answer it, it doesn't show the keypad? Mm-hmm. So by the time I switched over to the keypad, I, like, fumbled and accidentally t- tapped the six. And it hung up. And it hung up the phone, and then all that time was And then he
1: called lost. back to do the callback, and it didn't give it me that put me an It just me back option. in the queue
0: again, but there was no callback option again, so...
1: I Never say. got through to that one. I say we just let that one go.
0: Yeah, there's a few things that we're just probably gonna, you know, let go. But most of this stuff is coming through or has mm-hmm. come through. I think Disney will come through. They're just taking a while because of, yeah. you know, the massive situation that it is. So, um, so that's good. That's a good it's update. Good. Um, but we did have our little spring break trip, and it was extremely last minute. I think the, well, when did we finally get the cancellation, like the true cancellation was like the, what, Wednesday before we were supposed to leave? We were supposed to leave on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, we we were leaving on Sunday and then the message um, came out Wednesday I think night. so, yeah.
0: Which means, and we were already like, we don't know that we want to do this because we were hearing what's going on. But we were kind of, like, you know, waiting it out because the airline was saying, if you cancel, then you don't get your money back. And so we kind of were doing a, a waiting game with all that. Yeah. So as of Wednesday night, like, late Wednesday night, we did not know what we were going to do. And Friday night, I think it was, we finally, like, came up with something. We talked to my dad. And my parents had been... Um, Talking about going with us. They have, like, a a trade thing where they get to trade. Vacation rental. A a vacation rental, you know. And um, we were, at first we were thinking, because it's, like, a week-long thing. And we were going to go up to, like, Lake Tahoe with them. But with, you know, my dad's health stuff and all the other stuff, we decided to postpone that part. But we were just going to use a cabin to go somewhere. And we found a place, because everything was booked. Again, this was... You know, before things all got locked (laughs) down, and so we couldn't find anywhere, but one spot opened up in this little town called Arnold, California, which is on the western side of the Sierra, sort of like in the, you know, lower parts. I think it's up around 4,000 feet, and um, anyway, we got this week-long cabin rental up there, and we decided originally we were going to do a road trip where we started with that, and then we went and maybe did some camping along the way, but... As things escalated, we decided, you know, let's just stick to one place and yeah. stay in California. I think we
1: might have even talked about that, but we we're like, what if they close state lines?
0: Because there were just so many unknowns. And as it turned out, sure enough, um, it's good that we just stayed in one place. Um, but yeah, so we went up to this place. Tell us about this amazing cabin that we stayed at up in Arnold, California.
1: I can't even tell you how magical this place was. It was like made for us during this time. We it was about a 7-8 hour 7 Well, to 7 hours drive. straight
0: driving, but we had to stop for gas and bathroom and things like that food, you know.
1: And we we go up into the mountains and it wasn't too far into the mountains, but um, yeah,
0: mostly of you drive along like yeah. the Central Valley and then it cuts up the last, you know, however many miles up into the mountains. So.
1: But um, still gorgeous. We show up right before a big snowstorm.
0: Yeah, it was pouring rain the whole drive up.
1: And um, we check in. The office was closed, but they left, you know, the key for us. And we went in and it was a two-bedroom cabin, huge Like upstairs, downstairs. At first, we thought it was like the one room with the king bed. Yeah,
0: because you enter through one of the bedrooms, which is kind of odd.
1: And then, nope, that was just one room with the king. And then we went around, and there was like a master bedroom with a king, washer, dryer. There were two bathrooms downstairs and And three sinks and then you and a TV. Yeah, and then you walk upstairs. And there's a whole full-size kitchen, a fireplace, living room area with two pull-out couches. Huge
0: dining area. There's, like,
1: a wraparound deck. There's even, like, a covered deck section. Yeah, several and,
0: private, like, enclosed decks that we had upstairs.
1: And, um...
0: Vaulted ceiling like 40 ceilings. feet high, and it was
1: kind of like a glass house where, if you wanted, you could open the blinds and just see all the beauty, just
0: trees everywhere,
1: and it was great. So, that first night, we got all moved in for our week.
0: It was, like, pouring rain as I was carrying stuff in the house.
1: And the next day, we woke up to, like, beautiful snow.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, almost a foot of snow when we woke up in the morning.
1: And we played in the snow. It was great. It was fun. Um, They had, like, a um, clubhouse, but... It was kind of closed most of the week, but that didn't really matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically what we wound up doing is we were like, if we're going to be here, we have to be social distanced. And as things throughout the week progressed, you know, that became more and more apparent, (laughs) and, you know, whatever. And we're like, this is perfect. We're in the mountains away from everyone. We've got everything we need. We brought tons of books, board games, puzzles, movies, you know, DVDs. I brought the Switch up there, so we had video games and, of course, our DSs. I mean, we had an entire, everything we could possibly want. And we basically, for the seven nights we were there, just kind of stayed in. I mean, we did go out and play in the snow. We played in the
1: snow on the deck.
0: But it's all enclosed, Mm -hmm. and we had no neighbors. It was pretty quiet, so there were no neighbors on either side of us. So we had, like, this place to ourselves.
1: Nobody It was kind of amazing. And um, later in the week, they closed the office and basically said, "You're welcome to stay. Just make sure you turn the lights off and the heater." But yeah. they got they shut down quarantined. Yeah. Quarantined. So
0: um, we were but, cause we were planning on maybe staying two weeks. Yeah, and wound up just but we did get to the full one weekend. We did get the full one
1: week. And then um,
0: it was so cool. You had the full kitchen, so we like cooked meals every. You know. Oh my gosh, it was great. Um,
1: and there was there was like it was just a beautiful scene. And if we needed to go out to get fresh air, the kids played with the snow on the decks. And um, I want to go back there when it's not um, social distancing time because they have a whole indoor. Pool, jacuzzi. Yeah, they have like a pool table. They have a video game room and movie theater, library, like, movie theater, library. And then the surrounding area has um, just tons of like redwoods, and um, there's a cave,
0: couple of caves,
1: and oh, and
0: the, our natural bridges, and a natural area, bridge,
1: and it's just so much. Now, we did go
0: out one time in the middle of the week um, because it's like a mile down the road from Big Trees State Park, which is the second northernmost stand of giant sequoia redwoods. Yep. Um, There's one that's a little bit further north, but it's only like four or five trees. So this is like the farthest north large one. Not counting, this is the giant sequoias, not the coast redwoods, which are super tall but not quite as big around, but also super huge. Anyway, so we went out, and again, throughout the week, it kept snowing.
1: Right. Um, so it was a snow hike.
0: It probably we only piled up, I don't know, about a foot and a half to two feet somewhere in there. Although, you know, because it melted off some during the day. But a little bit higher up in the Big Trees uh, State Park, there was probably about three feet of snow on the ground. But there was one trail that was... Like, someone at some point had, like, snowshoed across and mm-hmm. padded it down. And so we walked out on that and saw some of the big redwoods. And, you know, out there in the forest, there was hardly anyone there. If we did come across someone, we just, like, went off the pathways and let them yeah. pass, you know. And then tromp back over through the snow to the path. And
1: I lost my boot in the snow. Yes. The kids had to dig it out for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It was fun.
0: It was so cool. And it was just, it started, like, dumping snow as we were walking, too. So, it was just, like, this gorgeous winter wonderland that we yeah. were walking out through.
1: Oh. So, we want to go back when it opens again, because it was just perfect. Yeah. But and we never stay in one place that long, either. So, yeah. it was super relaxing. It like, kind of, like...
0: I think maybe inform some of how we might adjust our travel plans in mm-hmm. the future a bit.
1: That we don't have to move every, like, couple days.
0: I do like covering lots of ground and seeing lots of things, but there's something to be said about, about just sticking in a place and enjoying it for a while. And I'm not saying I would only want to do that. But, you know, I think we might integrate that more into our travel. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a cool thing. Very cool. Because And most of the week, I mean, aside from that one hike we went out on, we were just in the cabin, or playing out in the snow, out you know behind our thing. We played games,
1: never bored.
0: Read books. I mean, so much. In fact, we're going to talk about some uh, fiction books in a little bit here because we all read a lot, a lot of books.
1: I read some nonfiction, which I'm not allowed to talk about. You won't be allowed to
0: talk about that, but you did read some fiction, so you'll be allowed <laughs> to talk about that. That'll be okay. All right. So, that's uh, that's it. And since we've come home. We did wind up, you know, having to come home early. We've basically done the same thing at our house. Yeah. Um, we
1: just moved it here. Yeah. yeah. But, not a lot of schedule right now because we, we're we going to be unproductive anyway. That's right.
0: It's our spring break, so we're going to do it. But when we do get done with what our spring break would have been, our plan is to get to, you know, have a little more regular schedule and, mm-hmm. and stuff.
1: Get some stuff done.
0: Um, our big time thing that we've done here is uh, Animal Crossing came out Nintendo Switch which we can talk about in video games Mm -hmm. but um, that's been a fun thing as well so right, and that's it for vacation summer has got a big question mark who knows I have no idea we might just be vacationing here we might go somewhere (laughs) we don't know
1: it'll be last minute if If, if anything opens up but either
0: way even if we're just at our house it'll be an adventure and speaking of adventure uh, we'll talk about a couple of segments here um, that uh, we did while we were there um, in the cabin. And the first one will be movie time.
1: Movie time. We watched a lot of movies at the cabin.
0: Well, the kids and I did. You slept through a lot of movies in the I cabin. took it as
1: my nap time for a couple of them. Not all of them. But um, they had a, a DVD section that you could yeah, borrow just, movies out of. Just You didn't even have to check them out. You just,
0: yeah, just went and grabbed just them. movies, yeah, that you could use.
1: So, um, and that was when the office was open. Later when it closed, they said, just leave the movies yeah, in, in the in cabin. We're like, okay. So, yeah. Um, the first movie we're going to talk about, one I did stay awake for, was The Bridge of San Luis Rey.
0: I think they said Luis Ray since it was in Peru. Okay. But I thought it was Louis Ray. That's how I pronounced it. I think
1: it. that I was pronouncing it like you
0: did. Yeah, but I think in the movie it was San Luis Rey. It was hard to tell.
1: So this is the type of movie that Phil had to look up the history of because the movie just jumps in and gives you no backstory whatsoever.
0: Not even a title like card to tell you where the, like not even
1: like a Peru in the 1800s. No. Anyway, the basic premise is this bridge um
0: it's an ancient Inca bridge. An
1: ancient bridge fell. You find that out at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, not a spoiler.
1: So, and five people died. And it was set during the Spanish Inquisition, which Phil had to...
0: <laughs> no, I got that much from watching it. But, <laughs> but there were some other details like it, I had to Google.
1: <laughs> anyway, so the this guy who was a... A monk. A monk. He did a bunch of research to see... If there was, like, God intervened in this. Well, if was there was this, a
0: connection between the people that fell. And if it was, like, a part of a plan. Was it destiny? Was it random chance? Whatever.
1: And he, like, wrote a book. Which the movie is based on a book. It's not a real
0: story. It's not true story. story no. But
1: based on, like, you know, history. Historical fiction. book by Thornton fiction. Wilder,
0: who wrote um, Our Town, incidentally. Yes.
1: Um, the movie stars um, Kathy Bates.
0: And Robert De Niro.
1: <laughs> and. Um, Several
0: others. Gabriel uh, Byrne. Gabriel
1: Byrne. Um,
0: oh, and Harvey Keitel.
1: Yeah. And there were no, like, there were no changes in dialects or anything. Well,
0: and that's part of what was so confusing. Because it jumps in. They're all wearing, like, vaguely, you know, historic clothing. You? But Robert De Niro is talking like he's from Brooklyn still Uh or whatever. You know, Kathy Bates has got a very American accent. (laughs) Gabriel Burns, I think, was doing like a whisper British accent, but he like whispered the whole time. (gasps) Oh, F. Murray Abraham. He's the other one that was in it. I think he was doing a British accent. So I don't know. Like, I was like, what time period is this supposed to be? Where is this set? You know?
1: But I would give the movie a solid, like, B-minus. Like, it was
0: really interesting. It, it I was
1: not bored. No. It's just I kept ha- having to say, wait, pause it.
0: What's happening now?
1: Tell me, based on the history you read on Wikipedia,
0: um, what's going on. <laughs> now, the reason I picked it up is because I saw a movie with Robert De Niro and Kathy Bates that I'd never heard mm. of. And I'm like, that's interesting. That's what brought us to it. I think it came out in 2006.
1: Yeah, don't watch the preview for it because it gives away...
0: Yeah, the preview immediately spoils the whole ending. Yeah, so... If you're going to check it out. I don't know, I thought it was interesting. It was. Um, Yeah.
1: But hard to follow. But we gave you the backstory, so you're good.
0: Now, I wouldn't say we watched a lot of movies. We watched a few, and several of the things we got were, like, shorter movies. Like, they weren't, like, full-length movies. For instance, we watched a DVD of Three Stooges shorts... Which I think the grand total was like fifty minutes long or something like that. But the kids yeah. had never watched Three Stooges, so we thought that'd be funny. I think they were like kind of into it.
1: Yeah, it was okay.
0: I, mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm saying I think the kids were. <laughs> they they were like, why does he make that sound a lot? Like they are very, I don't know. Like for me, it's just part of like the diet, the, right, the, the language of comedy because I grew up watching that kind of stuff. But they were like, that's cool. <laughs>
1: well, Luke goes. So, how old were you when this came out? We yeah. <laughs> were like, like long, uh, long before, we before our time. Like, thanks, kid. That <laughs> was cute. Um, and then we also watched a IMAX movie, we think.
0: Yeah, no, it was. They, there was like a DVD set that had three IMAX movies. Those ones are about like 15 minutes each, so.
1: And we watched Journey Into Amazing Caves.
0: Which was great. Which
1: Phil is a loves caves. I love caves. It was actually really well done. The cave one. Yeah,
0: although it was made in like I want to say like late nineties or early two thousands. Oh, and they and the love
1: web, showing the webcam. And
0: the website that they had on there was really funny. I think it was like a GeoCities site or yeah. something like that. It was pretty funny. But great cave footage.
1: And yeah, stuff. and then we watched deep sea volcanoes,
0: which I also which, love. Which deep sea, very
1: fascinating. Um, and yeah, I would highly recommend those. Yeah. I, we got educational.
0: We watched, there was one about like going down the Nile that we kind of had on while we were packing. Up I
1: this. watched more of it cause I was packing up the kitchen yeah. during it. Um, it but was, I, I would
0: like to revisit that.
1: I think it was, I mean, it was about a real, um, expedition, expedition da- down the Nile and, um, it was quite. Yeah. Exhilarating. So. I
0: love a good documentary or whatever, yeah. you know.
1: So that was good.
0: Real life um, nature stuff.
1: I fell asleep for the next movie. So why don't you tell everybody about that?
0: Well, you fell asleep in the next two. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the next um, Well, so we watched, first of all, one that we borrowed was Daffy Duck's Fantastic Island. This is one movie I liked when I was a kid. It's um a Looney Tunes one. Obviously, it's based a little bit on uh, Fantasy Island, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, Looney Tunes style. And it's actually a compilation of uh, different shorts, Looney Tunes shorts, and they use the Fantasy Island structure to string them together. Yes. So, it's, you know, not really a movie. I think it's, like, an hour long or something like that. But anyway, I just loved it as a kid, and the kids liked it, so... That was fun.
1: That was fun.
0: Um, And then finally, we watched. uh, This is a movie that my uncle sent to the kids for like Christmas, Uncle Joe. Um, It's called Daphne and Velma, and it's a live action like Scooby Doo movie, but without Fred and Scooby Doo and Shaggy. It's just Daphne and Velma like in high school, as if they met in high school. It was actually like pretty fun. Like, I mean, you don't know because you fell asleep, but.
1: I watched the beginning, it looked good. Yeah,
0: you know, it was good. It was a good like kid. You know, Scooby Doo movie. It was very much like a Scooby Doo movie, just
1: which then after this movie, the kids decided to binge watch Scooby Doo.
0: Yeah, so they wa- That's what they chose to watch. Like when they watched on the tablet with streaming, they every night pick some Scooby Doo yeah. stuff. Because like when they were little, they we didn't you know before they got it. Like I don't want them to get freaked out. Yeah, because you know Scooby Doo, the whole thing is. It's always like someone in a mask Ghost. or whatever, you know. But there's ghosts and things that are creepy, and then of course it's not really that. But when they're little, they don't get that; they just see creepy ghosts. Right. But now they're so like now
1: they're really into it. So
0: they think it's so funny that like I would have too if it wasn't for you meddling kids, you know? Like they're going around; they just think it's hilarious. They're
1: like in every single episode. It's always someone
0: in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that was pretty funny.
1: And All that's, right. That's
0: it. See wasn't a lot and they weren't long and you slept through most of them Mm
1: -hmm. so so while uh if you needed some recommendations there's
0: some really old dvds what i did too is i went through their dvds and found like stuff like oh this is probably not streaming let's yeah let's pick that you know
1: (laughs) so good luck finding them i guess (laughs) you can find everything though you can buy
0: rent everything all right, let's do a really quick Couch Potato Corner and tell them about our hotel TV. Okay. Couch Potato
1: Corner. The CPC. So, we started watching Good News together. It's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, and that's really fun. It's like...
1: 30 Rock.
0: It reminds me of 30 Rock, and I think Tina Fey is involved in... She's
1: producing. Producing. some.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> she
1: give her money to it.
0: Uh, I mean, it's not... A ripoff of it by any means, but it's, you know, has a similar vibe and pacing. It of even comedy. has like
1: the the same kind of score in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's funny. I like it. We do. And we'll probably watch some of that after this. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, also, we are on season three, season four, season three. series. Series three. Series three of the British edition of Wipeout,
0: which is called Total Wipeout.
1: And I was like, eh, I don't want to watch this. I remember like watching it, and it wasn't as funny as the American one. <laughs> no, it's amazing.
0: It's so amazing. It's because you just have to get in like British comedy mindset. Yeah, because like, it's such dry humor. It's, it's just so great. Bitty. It is. It's very different. I love the American one too. Um, they're all just you know, it's funny and people falling off of things, but it's great.
1: We used to watch Wipe Out like. That was a show we could watch when the kids were little and we were living in hotels. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, like, we used to watch it a lot with them in the background, but it's been fun them being able to understand the jokes yeah, and the sarcasm and the well, and like moodiness. just
0: picking like who you think is gonna win and rooting for him through yeah. it and stuff. You know, so that's
1: been fun. It's as close as the Luke Vecchios is get to sports. Really good at guessing he is gonna win. He's good. So, um, so I also right before um this all happened, the Bachelor finale aired. Yes, guys. Um, he picked the girl. He dumped the girl and then tried to go back to the second girl. And then they broke up. So he's with nobody.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. And uh, Hannah B., the bachelorette who came on this season and said she was still in love with Peter and stuff. The current bachelor is apparently... Back to her second choice. She's quarantined with him in Florida right now. And they're making TikToks. What? Yeah. Could they be back together? I think they're teasing us. We don't know.
0: Do the sounds I make make it sound like I'm paying attention to the Bachelor (laughs) stuff or understand what you're talking about at all?
1: But (laughs) don't worry. They have postponed um, the Bachelorette. The shooting of the Bachelorette. What? Such a bummer. Phil really gets in a lot of video game playing time when I'm watching Bachelor, so he's super sad. Or that's also
0: when I um, go to the movies.
1: Yes, that's true. But
0: that's not happening right now. But that's
1: not going to happen. But they already shot a spinoff. Get this.
0: Get out.
1: It's The Bachelor mixed with American Idol. They all live in a house together, and they do singing competitions. Wait, they also
0: live in a house together?
1: Yes. And it premieres... April 12th. So I'll have some good batch contents
0: uh, in a little bit. Well, it gives me a chance to do stuff on a Monday night.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the batch update. Now, if you guys are fans of The Bachelor, um, I binge watched a little show uh, while we were up in the cabin. I would wake up at about 6 a.m. and You're still uh, on
0: school schedule. Yeah,
1: still readjusting. I'm definitely not on that schedule now. But I'd watch uh, Love is Blind. It's uh, on Netflix. Um, It's only like 12 episodes, so you can definitely put that away in no time. But the premise is the couples date, but they date in these pods, and they can't see each other. They have to decide they can date for, I mean... It was probably a couple weeks they dated. Um, And then they have to propose. If they fall in love, they propose without ever seeing each other. And then they meet for the first time. And it's to see, is love truly blind? So. So I think they started with 16 guys, 16 women... And, um, then I believe it was, like, six couples got engaged, they saw each other, and then they only have, like, 30 days or something to see if they want to actually say I do, even though they're engaged. But, like, seeing each other. And I'm not going to tell you how many, um, couples end up together. I don't want to spoil it. Wow. Wow. It's so good.
0: I'm glad that you had that, because you gotta have something to watch. I don't care about when I'm asleep. So, yes, you know. so. that's good. I'm happy for you. Yes. I think it would be funny if like one of them has like really horrible bo or something like that. You know, they're not allowed to be around each other. So then they find out after that, like they're...
1: Yeah, bad breath.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Something like that that's, like, really awful that they decide Yeah,
1: all the people were, like, conventionally attractive, so, like...
0: See, that to me, that doesn't really test anything. Yeah, then.
1: it wasn't... There weren't, like... It wasn't a surprise. Like... Because
0: um, if love really is blind. They shouldn't all just be hot.
1: Yeah. They were all attractive.
0: That, to me, that defeats the premise of the show.
1: So... But anyway. Hmm.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> My uh, thing that I watch when you're not awake is Monty Python's Flying Circus, which I've watched millions of times and have all memorized. But I'll tell you. Ya, made
1: me watch those.
0: I know. But I'm just saying, like, that's what, you know, you fall asleep, and I'm, like, sitting around, and I want to just, you know, watch something for a little bit. It's it's Monty Python's Flying Circus. It's comfort food for me because, mm-hmm. I know it well. It's so funny. You always pick up on little bits of things that you missed before anyway. And, you know, if you're stressed with the way the world is, there's nothing better than watching, like, grown men do silly walks and talk to dead parrots and make jokes about lists of cheese names. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's fantastic. I love it.
1: British comedy.
0: British comedy. Of course, while we we're at TV and we at TV, while we we're at the hotel, they had hotel TV. They there. had
1: satellite, which is like hundreds of channels.
0: And what did we wind up watching the whole time?
1: Impractical Jokers. That's
0: right. Thousands of channels, and that's the only thing that we actually watched on TV. That's
1: like both our guilty pleasure, though. Like uh,
0: I think it's beyond guilty p- pleasure. I just like it. <laughs> it's funny, and I don't care if we've seen the episode or not. Like we'll watch it <laughs> yeah. again.
1: Yeah. I think they're so mean to myrrh
0: They really are.
1: Like, why are they? I feel like they're unfair to him. I feel like he gets punished the most, and his punishments are far more brutal.
0: But he's also, like, really funny, and I think he's the quickest wit of them.
1: Yeah. He, like, they're all
0: funny and great in their own ways, but he, like, he is thinks on the fly.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why he's always failing. But, anyways, that's my take on it. I love
0: them all, though. But, I feel bad because their movie was out in theaters, and I think it was, like, picking up momentum, and now it's totally not, you know. They were touring around with it and stuff.
1: Such a bummer.
0: So, I don't know, and we haven't gotten to see it. So, we'll have to, I don't know. Stream it. Stream it on something or another.
1: I just saw, um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Somebody said that's on Hulu. Oh. I don't
0: want to see that. Gosh, how does your brain work that That was *Impractical Jokers*. To where do you go with *Bernadette*?
1: I heard it's funny. Oh, okay. So, it, it's like a dark comedy, I guess. If, if
0: you like *Impractical Jokers*, you'll love. <laughs> um, anyway, lots of other stuff. *Superstore* is still great, and we love that show. And um, I think that does it for that. We have two other segments we got to do real quick. One of them is video games. <laughs>
1: We've been playing um, Animal Crossing New Horizons for a long time.
0: Since Well, we didn't get it when it came out because we were up in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> but we were able to procure a copy once we got back down to our house.
1: Yes, we were.
0: So you've long been obsessed with Animal Crossing since the first iteration on GameCube. Let's, uh, let's talk about that.
1: All right. I think we've talked about it before. Probably. But um, it was summer. I was working at Disneyland, and you went to summer camp with your youth group. Yeah. Kids. I brought the
0: kids as a counselor.
1: And you're up there a week. And I, like, had told you before you left, so, like, I'm going to get so much done. I made a list because I only had to work, like, six-hour shifts. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I only had like 3 or 4 shifts for the week and
0: well, it was shortly after we were married so you wanted to like we had just moved into our apartment not that mm-hmm. long before you wanted to unpack boxes and organize yeah. things.
1: Because I got you a GameCube right before. Right before we
0: got married, married like that was our that was your Christmas present for me. Yeah.
1: So I um right before you left you showed me Animal Crossing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, my dream. And instead of doing anything, I would set my alarm. Because it's, like, based on time.
0: So it's like real-world time. Real-world
1: yeah. time. So I set my alarm. I would play the game until, like, I would really cut it short for work. <laughs> I don't think I even showered. I just, like, went straight to work. Did my surveys, tried to get off early if I could, and like came home, ordered pizza, (laughs) and would just sit on the couch and play it till all hours of the night. And that's basically what I did the whole week. Phil couldn't like call me, call me like once. Yeah, we had
0: no reception
1: up there. You don't have cell phones anyways up there. And we didn't have cell phones at the time. And I think you called me on a pay phone once, and I was like, "I gotta get yeah. back to Animal Crossing." Well, so I, I came, killed your pet rose.
0: Yeah, so I came home at the end of the week. I walk in the front door. The lights are all off. The windows are the shades are drawn. Mm-hmm. Janelle looks up at me from the couch with a pile of food wrappings Fast around food her, and rapper. hisses <laughs> as the sunlight, you know, hits her eyes.
1: Shut the- Close the door. It's blinding me. I'm
0: watering my flowers right now. And I'm like, you're watering your flowers on there, but the flower, the rose I left for you to water mm-hmm. out on the porch is dead because she didn't water it the whole time. I was nursing it back to health. It was my pet rose, Rosie. And that rose actually made it into my webcomic, Brax the Alien Rocker, as one of the characters. And uh, that's, that's where Rosie comes from. Anyways. That's how into this game Janelle was. That's how addicting this game is. The new one just came out on Switch. Tell us your thoughts on the new one, Janelle.
1: Ten stars out of ten.
0: That's good.
1: It's amazing. Um, I would play it a lot more a Luke and Audrey are really into it, too, and I'm trying not to hog it, so...
0: Well, we've had a pretty good rotation. Yeah. The kids get up earlier than we do and play more in the morning. We've been playing at they night. take
1: all the resources, so we don't yeah, have Yeah, they any. strip
0: the land of its resources, and then... Anyway, it's super fun, But and you
1: can play together. It's just better by
0: Yeah, themselves. it's fun to go around a little together, but it's mostly a one-player thing, but we've all been kind of just hanging out together, and, uh... That's been our spring break. That's uh, it. V- video gaming. I mean, I've been Couldn't playing. Have
1: come out at a more perfect time. No,
0: it's pretty great. So if you need something that's and uh, it's
1: mellow, calming, it's calming. Yep,
0: positive. You don't fight things. The closest no. thing to peril is there are, is a tarantula that can bite you sometimes,
1: and you can get, stung, and you can by get bees. stung by
0: bees or hornets.
1: But they, you can even whittle some medicine to heal yourself. Yeah. So
0: it's. It's magical. Yeah. I love it so much. And it's
1: different enough from the old games that you feel like you're playing a new game.
0: Yeah, because you have to like build up from scratch. You start off with just an empty island. You can craft things now. Mm. It's great. Love it. I love it.
1: And uh, we've been visiting... Well, we visited a um, listener of the show. Yes. We visit, visited Josh's Island.
0: And he did like a comedy show for us. It was so funny. Oh my gosh, we were all rolling on the ground
1: laughing. And um, we also are going to go visit our friend um, Ebony's Island. Um, soon, I think we have a yeah. date tomorrow night, yeah. So,
0: basically, everyone on the whole Nintendo Switch friends list that I have is all playing Animal Crossing. Everyone's been messaging gonna, me asking like, visit, for friends because if you
1: visit each other's islands, you get special fruits yes. and special stuff. So,
0: oh my gosh, it's so much fun, you guys. It's Josh's great. best joke that we all have been quoting is he said, This, the shell, I mean, out of context, it won't make any sense, but. They walked past a seashell, and Josh said that shell is, like, our town symbol or something. (laughs) And then Luke picked it up, and Josh said, no, the island is doomed. (laughs) Like, for whatever reason. Like,
1: now you were rolling around on the floor. We've
0: been quoting that, that the island is doomed ever since Yes. So.
1: So. Anyway. All right.
0: Well, finally, we're going to talk fiction books.
1: You like fiction books? fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. Well, I've read one fiction book. Three books total in a week, which is pretty good.
0: Um, but you're not allowed to discuss but the But I'm not allowed fictions. to talk about
1: the other in two. In a segment
0: called Fiction Books.
1: Um... You can email me, and I'll email you back about the two of them Someday I may let you do a nonfiction
0: <laughs> segment, but I gotta record a whole new thing. It's a whole thing, so we're just gonna talk <laughs> fiction books.
1: So I I read the Life and Crimes of Bernadette Wallflower. Yes, and um, I like to read um, children's fiction for a lot of reasons. It helps with. What I want to read to my classroom. Um, I can get through children's fiction faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoy reading children's fiction. And this one did not disappoint. So it was a kind of like a heist.
0: Yeah, like a kid heist. Kid
1: heist book.
0: So I read this one recently, too. This is by so, Lisa Graff, mm-hmm. who has been on my podcast with uh, Radio Brendo Man before but I've recently been in touch with that she may come and join us for a fiction book section uh, as a guest
1: on, on the show.
0: So so that'll um, be
1: coming soon.
0: She is a great author. We actually uh, kind of did almost like a book club of reading Lisa Graff books. because We just brought a bunch with her with us. I read a couple that I hadn't read of hers yet. Audrey read one.
1: I'm reading, uh,
0: You're reading another Platter one of right
1: jars now. right now of hers.
0: Um. There She has a wide range of stuff. Like, some of them... Like, that Life and Crimes one is probably targeted at a younger... Mm-hmm. You know, that's almost... I don't know. Middle
1: school. Third,
0: fourth grade? No, I think even younger. I think maybe third, fourth grade. Well, the
1: Bernadette Wallflower... That's what I'm saying. In, she was in middle school.
0: Oh. Well, okay. So, something so, in there. Yeah. But, whereas, like, A Clatter of Jars and A Tangle of Knots is her more fantasy-type ones, mm-hmm. and... I would say those are probably a little older age, and the one I just read, Far Away, I, I mean, probably like upper middle school or early high school range. You know, I'm just for comparison, just so you get what it's targeted at. But part of what I love about reading kids' books, you know, children's literature and young adult and stuff, is that there are so many great stories that we miss out on as adults. That you know, when you read them as a kid, you appreciate, but when you read it as an adult again and look back mm-hmm. at it. You see it on a whole different level. Yeah, you appreciate you really it. really do. And this one uh, that I just read again, Lisa Graff's "Far Away." It's called. It's her most recent um, like novel that was published. It is devastating. Like it was beautiful. I cried through quite a bit of it because it was just very, very emotional. She's really good at creating these characters and just giving you this, you know, feeling. But it's something that like. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't get that feeling sometimes from reading books targeted at adults, but it's just very different mm-hmm. because you tap into that. You that remember what it's like life. being a child. Because this is in this one, this girl is dealing with, um, you know, her mom uh, had passed away. She lives with her aunt, and her never knew her dad. And I, I'll just give you the basic premise of it. it was won't spoil anything. Her grand, her aunt is a medium who like talks to spirits, like. the people beyond Mm -hmm. and she starts to realize that maybe her aunt doesn't really have powers and maybe that's all just Hmm. you know and she's been using that to manipulate her and other people and i won't go into it more than that because it's but oh my goodness like it's it's powerful so anyway On top of that, I've also been reading books by Peter Turnbull, which are British police procedural novels. Um, (laughs) And that just shows the diverse stuff that I enjoy because I went from that to immediately reading about, like, this (laughs) gang in Yorkshire that's been, like, battling back and forth and the police detectives and how they, uh, you know, solve the crimes and stuff. So, whatever. I like all kinds of books. And that's just the two I happen to be into right now. Right. So, fiction books. If you're at home, you got a lot of stuff to do, read some books. Oh, yeah. Um, I like to read physical books, and we have lots of them, and many that I've acquired that I haven't gotten to read yet, and so it's been a but good not opportunity. not
1: everybody has to, so if you don't have access to these books, you can read them on your Kindle.
0: People do that, I know. I like to hold them. I like to feel those pages turn between my fingers, but I know people like to read stuff, and that counts. It still counts. It does. But take some time to read and read with your kids because I've also been reading with the kids. The Magic series—we finished the Well Wishers. We're now reading Seven Day Magic by I Edward Eager. I have to Eger. read them a book too. You're going to read a book with them, so it's a great. Even though, even obviously, I mean, Luke and Audrey read tons of books on their own, but it's something that it's special to read something together, read out loud to them. It's not because they can't read; it's just a...
1: well, and it also practice practices listening skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Because if you think about uh, how much, like, in your job where you have to listen to somebody to understand it. Yeah. um, They start practicing those skills when you read aloud to them. Yeah.
0: And it's, I don't know, it's just a fun, special thing to share. Because as much fun as it is to read a great book, like, sharing a great book with someone and, like, both... Everyone being together in on it and listening to the story together, it's it's a, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it, especially fiction books. <laughs> I've never read a nonfiction book out loud with them before. <laughs> Maybe we'll read that Jenna Fisher uh, uh, memoir, right? No, I don't
1: think that's appropriate.
0: <laughs> See, there you go.
1: If they do. I mean... Educationally, they're supposed to read 50% fiction, 50% nonfiction. Because in their career, 90% of what they read is going to be Depends nonfiction. on their career. What if they become fiction publishers? Or screenwriters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. There you go.
1: Still, emails. That's all non-fiction. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I thought you were doing a list. I was waiting for the rest of the list. Yes, I know. I'm aware. And I'm glad that you read nonfiction. It's just that this segment happens to be called fiction books, and it's, it's an immutable fact, so we can't change that now.
1: Well, I read some really good nonfiction.
0: fiction no, can't, You can't talk about it. I'm sorry.
1: Just check out my Instagram story, because I put them on there. You there you go.
0: See? <laughs> There's ways. You have ways to communicate about it, but... Can't do it here. All right. All right. Well, I think that we're going to bring it to a close. We do have music things to talk about maybe next time because this is the 20th anniversary of Pop Popbox Music this year, um, which is very exciting. We've got, got some releases coming out. Uh, obviously, some uh, of the schedule has been messed with a bit, but we'll talk more about that at the next episode. Um, but keep your ears open for that because it's music. I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think you guys are all caught up now on where we're at. And uh, hope you guys are doing well. Drop us a line. You can email us at show at gmail.com. Or you can Facebook message us. Or whatever. Message. And,
1: uh... Let us know you're listening. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah.
0: What are you doing to keep busy and to keep positive while you're uh, at home with the fam? Or maybe at home alone? Or...
1: Working from home,
0: or maybe you have to go into work. There are some people that have jobs where you still have to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know what's what's uh, what's up. Okay. And if you're playing Animal Crossing, let us know if we uh, yeah, can visit a your town.
1: Code. Yeah. So.
0: And uh, I think that's gonna do it. Thanks for hosting, Janelle.
1: Thanks for hosting, Phil. You're welcome. <laughs> uh.
0: So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Janelle.
0: And we talk so you don't have to.